Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey everyone, what the fuck is up? I hope you are having an amazing start to your 2023 already. I can't believe we made it, guys. It is January 2nd. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, a happy, fun new year. I hope you were able to take the time that you need to replenish and recharge, rejuvenate your relationships with your friends, with your family members, um, and get ready to kick some major ass in 2023. This week, I want to talk to you about some tips to optimize your website. I see a lot of people focus so much attention on social media that they don't necessarily put the time and effort into making sure that when people go from your social media or your online listings or wherever to a website that actually does the boatload of the selling and the value building of your business for you. So what happens is they have this beautiful branded um Uh, social media presence, okay? They may be getting a lot of referrals and people being like, hey, you should book with this person. Then the client gets to the website and it just doesn't match up. It doesn't look like it belongs. It doesn't necessarily look like the same person. Uh, It's not a well thought out buying process. When people go to a website, they have specific needs and they have specific information that they're looking for. And if a website doesn't answer the questions that they have and doesn't answer the question of why you, why should you be the one that they choose to invest with? why you're worth, what you charge, they're going to click off the website and they're going to find somebody who does. So um, when it comes to building your website, uh, when it comes to uh, updating your website, I've got some tips in mind for you today that I want you to kind of focus on that will help you to optimize how your website performs as a vital piece of your marketing and selling strategy. Okay, so let's get started. There are some essential bridal website pages that I think everyone should have. And guess what? A gallery is not necessarily one of them. There are things that I believe come way above a gallery page. All right. A gallery page is where you put some of your best photos on there so that people know what your style is. They may not find your social media first, and they may find you from a Google search or from a business card or from a personal referral, et cetera, et cetera, or from your Facebook, okay? So they might not be going to your social media first. So there should be photos on there, but if your website is well thought out, well planned out, well mapped out, you'll be having some of your 
best photos that showcase your dream bride and appeal to her emotionally. Um, photos that showcase what it could be like if she was one of your brides. You want her to look at the photos and be able to imagine herself as the bride in those pictures. So you're going to have some of those on each of your pages anyway. All right. So a gallery isn't what does the selling for you. Okay. Uh, people buy based on emotion and they justify with logic afterwards. Okay. So we want to appeal to the emotion in the buying process first, and then we can supplement with the logic. So that's why one of my top essential bridal pages is not even your gallery. The number one page on your website is going to be your home page. This is what's going to set the overall tone for the entire experience. Unless somebody already has a link to a very specific page on your website, they're going to be starting with the home page. This needs to be well thought out and well mapped out to map out their buying journey throughout your website from the start. Okay. This is also what's going to matter uh, for your Google rankings for search engine optimization. So Google is going to say, when people go to your website, what is your bounce rate? And your bounce rate is the uh, percentage of people that go to your homepage or go to a, each individual page has its own bounce rate, but your overall bounce rate is going to be for your homepage. How many people go to that page and then immediately click out and close it down? They don't even bother looking at your website. First impressions matter, not just from a sales perspective, but also from an algorithmic perspective, okay? Online, you're dealing with computer systems that have AI, okay? And they're looking at consumer behavior. How do people behave when they go to your website? And that's how it judges how relevant and how good your website is. It doesn't know what your photos are. It can't look at photos and it can't judge your skill as a hairstylist or as a makeup artist based on your photos. It takes into account buyer behavior. And if you have a website that does not immediately draw people in, give them a sense of where to go on your website to get the specific information that they need to make their uh, buying decisions. Uh, they're just going to close it out. And then this AI is going to look at your website and be like, well, people don't really like it. So it's not a very good website. It could be beautiful. You could have amazing photos on there. It could be the prettiest fonts and the prettiest, um, colors, all that kind of shit. That doesn't matter to a computer. So when we're talking about website optimization, we're not only optimizing it for the client experience, but we're also talking about optimizing it for search engines, for that computer algorithm that's going to come, it's going to crawl, it's going to index your website, okay? And then it's going to put it out into the search engines for you. That is free marketing. So if you can optimize your website to not only look pretty and appeal to your clients and answer their questions and build the value, but also appeal to that AI that is going through and determining how relevant and how good your website is, that is what takes it to the next level, guys. All right. So it all starts with 
your homepage. The next most important page, in my opinion, is the contact page. This is where we want people to end up. This is where we want our dream brides to end up, okay? I'll take it back a step. Not everybody should make it to your contact page. The purpose of your website is to filter people out who are not a good fit for your business. We don't want them in our inbox if they're only going to waste our time. It feels good. It's a great dopamine hit to say we have a bunch of inquiries. But if they're wasting your time because they're not a good fit and they're not going to book with you anyways, is that really a good thing for your business or is that something that is a time suck? And that is actually going to... Um, remove that dopamine and actually add cortisol. It's going to add stress because you're thinking, well, what's wrong with me? I'm getting all these inquiries, but I'm not booking. We're missing that link there. Okay. We want to make sure that the only people that end up in our inbox are the right ones for our business. And our website will really help to filter those people out. All right. Our contact page is the end page for our dream rides. The homepage is step one. The last step of the puzzle is the contact page. Now in between, there are three more pages that help to support that buying journey throughout your website that I think are really essential pieces where I think that you should really focus on um, improving and optimizing these. That's going to be your about page, people by people. Okay, they don't buy services. They don't buy artistic style. Everybody's a fucking copycat of everybody right now. All right, there are some powerhouse educators in the bridal beauty industry that are killing it. Everybody's buying their courses, everybody's attending their master classes, everybody wants their work to look like their work. Okay, so everybody's is really kind of becoming this blended mishmash of artistic styles. It's really hard to scroll through Instagram and see anybody standing out, especially when it comes to makeup. Everybody is looking like a version of Kim Kardashian these days. All right. We have created this um, the, the rise of the alien bride. Okay. She has the same contoured nose, that little shiny tip. Maybe sometimes it's got a lot of blush on it. So she looks ever so slightly sun kissed or sunburned. Everybody wants to be a mix between Hailey Bieber and Kim Kardashian. All right. Everybody's copying the same hairstyles, the same techniques, we're all looking the same out there. So we can't rely on our artistic skill or our um, artistic style and what our interpretation of the current trends are because there's somebody down the street who can copy that shit. What they cannot copy is the you factor inside of your business, okay? So this is our opportunity to find out what our unique selling proposition is. What is it that makes us unique as an artist? What is it unique about our experience that we provide for our brides? How can we shine in these areas to really sell that we are the person who can solve their problems, we are the person to provide the transformation, we are the right artist for the job. And your about page is really going to help you with that. So it's important to focus on that page. The next one um, I think is the next most important is going to be your pricing and your services page. All right. 
once people are drawn into your world and they're starting to like what they see, they're starting to vibe with you, the next logical question is, well, how much does she cost? Okay. Um, I remember like seven or eight years ago taking a masterclass online offered through the knot with Allenberg. He was the marketing director for them at the time. And one of the things that he said that stood out to me that really um, set the precedent for why I made sure that my pricing was always listed on my website afterwards is he said that brides don't know what questions to ask. Okay. For the most part, they've never done this before. And the most logical question that they start with is how much does this cost? And it made me kind of go back to how I planned my own wedding uh, forever and a day ago, guys. Uh, I went to a bridal show because my options were looking people up on the knot and spending lots of time in front of my computer, which I didn't have. I didn't have a smartphone back then. This was um, in 2023, guys, we're coming up on 18 years of marriage here. So uh, I didn't have a smartphone. I wasn't sitting there. Instagram didn't exist. Facebook existed, but you still had to be a college student and have a college email address to even get on Facebook. All right. Your option to search for wedding vendors was bridal shows and word of mouth Okay, um, attending open houses at venues, if you even knew what venues to look at first. So I went to a bridal show with my husband and we were like, okay, this is how we're going to find everybody for our wedding. And if they weren't advertised at that bridal show, I didn't even know they existed. I was getting married in a state that I had only lived in for a handful of weeks at that point. I moved to South Carolina at the end of January of 2005 and I got married in August. So I had to plan things quickly and I had to plan in a state where I didn't know anything about the wedding industry and I did it at 21. So uh, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing at that point. And I went and I looked at all of these different booths and I pulled out their marketing information. I had some conversations with people, but I wasn't old enough and really experienced with conversations and with networking and all that kind of stuff to take the piece of paper that they handed me and like write a note on it about whether or not I'd ever even talked to that person in, uh, you know, it, that day in person face to face or whether I was just going in blind and pulling brochures. And then we got home and if there were people who did stand out and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that person because the paper that they handed me matched the branding of their booth. I could connect those two dots and be like, oh, I had a conversation with that person. They seemed really nice. It seemed really cool. Okay. Uh, I had a pile and I would look, do they have prices listed? If they didn't have prices listed, the immediate kind of went into trash. I was like, look, I have uh, just over six months to get this whole wedding planned, which means that I have uh, roughly 30 to 45 days to finish finding and booking all of my vendors. I do not have time to sit there and make all of these phone calls because email was kind of not even really a huge thing at that point either. Um, most people had phone numbers on there and then they were small businesses. It wasn't like I was calling the doctor's office and they had a full-time receptionist. Okay. It was a lot of 
phone tag. So it was frustrating. And immediately I was like, look, I don't have time for this shit. If you don't have a price, you're immediately not even an option to me. All right. And now, yes, this might be 18 years ago, but our habits as consumers haven't changed that much in 18 years. A bride is more likely to leave your website if she can't find pricing than to contact you and then wait for you to send your information to her. Okay. Um, She may ask, do you have any packages? All right. But that doesn't mean that she's going to sit there and wait for a customized proposal from you based on what her needs are. Okay. And that might even change. How many times have you gotten an email from a bride saying, I have eight bridesmaids and I need hair and makeup for everybody. And then lo and behold, it comes down to, well, only three people need hair and four people need makeup or whatever it is. Okay. Things change. So building out and wasting all of this time making these custom proposals at the very beginning is adding a huge roadblock to your booking process. Okay. Just give people your prices. Why do you got to gatekeep? Why do you not trust your pricing enough to put it out there at the outset and share it with your brides? Why are you so scared? If you're scared, it's because you don't actually believe you're worth what you're charging. You're used to hearing that's too expensive because your marketing isn't reaching the right people, okay? Or your website isn't building value because it's not optimized properly. So the wrong people are making it to your inbox and wasting your time and they're either ghosting you or telling you you're too expensive. So you immediately assume that it has to do with your price. So now you're scared to give people your price because you're worried that you're going to end up with less emails in your inbox. Okay, so this is why the pricing page is really so vital to that whole entire buying process of understanding who you are, what you offer, why you're the best, and why you're worth what you charge. All of that selling process is automated for you by a really good website. Your social media is what gets people to your website. Your website is what sells to the bride. Your communication process is what facilitates the booking. Okay, and having all of these systems in place is what gets you from I'm interested to hell yes, I'm booked. And then the last most vital page on your website that I think is really super important is your FAQs, your frequently asked questions page. Because if you want to be able to cut down on a lot of back and forth questions and administrative time, You need to have a place that you can easily send brides that they can get answers to their most frequently asked questions. What do you have to type up constantly? And do not give me the bullshit excuse of, well, people don't read anyways. Yes, they do. You're not presenting the information to them correctly if they're not reading what you're putting out there. Things are not optimized. They're not organized in a logical way. They're not organized or written in a way that makes it enjoyable to read. Okay? If people aren't reading what you're writing, a lot of that is on you. There is, you know, a little bit of, yeah, people don't read. But if you put something up on your website and that's it, and you expect that to do all the work for you, 
and you never talk about it. You never post links to it. You don't include that in any of your other email communications. You don't refer to any of that or answer those questions in your social media, um, whether it's in your Instagram stories or your highlights or your captions or your reels. You literally put that information in one place, hidden on a website, and you never talk about it again. Of course, no one's reading that. But that doesn't mean that your FAQs is not a vital part of your selling process, okay? And a vital part of your booking process because people don't know what they don't know. What do they need to know and in what order? That tells you how to organize your frequently asked questions. They can skim and go down the page and get bullet point after bullet point of what they need to know in what order in order to move them through the booking process. You have complete and total control of that information that you're putting out there for people to help facilitate this booking process. So now that we've just talked and we spent like 20 minutes on just what website pages are essential for your website and why, let's talk about the optimization portion of things. I want you to understand that it can take months to fully materialize the uh, improvement on your search engine optimization, okay? So every time you go through your website and you make changes and you make updates, all right, Google is going to re-index your entire website. It's going to go through, they're called bots or they used to be called spiders, and they literally crawl your website, all right? Think of like little robot spiders, going through your website and building a web, all right, that is the sitemap. And it is saying which pages connect to which pages, are those links broken? And it's going to go through each page and it's gonna index all of the digital information. And that is how it is going to index your website. So every time you update, you're resubmitting to these bots and saying, okay, take a look at my website, double check it, re-index it, okay? So if you build your website and you let it sit there for two years, eventually it's gonna stop working for you because you're not giving any fresh information to these bots. You're telling them, yeah, one and done, I don't care about my website. It's not that relevant in me anymore. That information is from 2020. That information is from 2022. That's old. And I don't give enough of a shit about my website and my business to invest a little bit of time here and there to update things. I am not talking about redesigning your website. I'm not talking about going through a whole new branding process. I'm not talking about rewriting all of your pages. If you want to update with uh, a new photo from a gallery that you got back, guess what? You go in and you change out the, the uh, photo on your homepage and resubmit. That's it. That takes like a few minutes. And I highly recommend being in control of your own website and not offsetting that to somebody else because then you have to pay them to do that for you. And that's what's holding you back from really making sure that your website stays updated is because there's that gatekeeper there for you of money. And you're like, well, it's going to cost me money to make these changes so you don't make changes. So your website becomes less effective and then you're definitely not going to reinvest the money when it comes time to make more changes because you're going to be like, well, shit, this isn't really helping me at all. Why am I going to keep paying to reinvest in a piece of my marketing puzzle that's not doing anything for me? 
So if you can manage your own website, you're going to save yourself a lot of time and you can consistently go in and make these small updates and make these small changes. And it's really going to help your search engine optimization. Now, I keep using this term SEO, search engine optimization. What does it really mean? Okay, it is how you get organic traffic through Google search. When you type in uh, something into Google, okay, and when you type in something from your phone and that Safari, guess which search engine is being used? Google, okay? Other things, they're not what people are using. Everyone's using Google, guys, okay? Uh, Bing and Yahoo and all of these outdated things that came around in the 90s, in the early 2000s, whatever, they're dinosaurs. Google is what's on everybody's phone. It is the default search engine in Safari, okay? It is absolutely the default search engine in Google Chrome, all right? So everyone's Googling stuff. So Google is who you should really be worrying about. And it is how Google sends organic traffic to your website. There's paid traffic. People can pay for Google ads. And that's going to be the top three listings, okay? And then underneath that is going to be all the organic ones. So when you're optimizing for search engines, when you're optimizing for these Google bots, you want to take into account what information do these Google bots actually look for? And here are the things that they look for. So here are the types of things that you want to optimize for each and every page on your website. It's going to look for how long does someone spend on the page? Do they go to it and immediately close out that page? That's called your bounce rate. That's a very big negative sign to those um, bots. They're going to be like, oh, well, they typed in, uh, you know, Wichita bridal hairstylist. We gave them this website. They clicked on it and they spent 0.3 seconds on the homepage and then closed it out. That must not be a very good um, result to give them when people search for Wichita bridal hairstylist. So we're not going to do it. Okay. So if people aren't spending enough time on your website, the, the algorithm and the, and the Google bots are like, mm, no, this doesn't work. This did not give them the information that they were looking for. Okay. How frequently it's updated. Are you consistently updating? We already talked about that, but that's why it's so important because that is one of the key indicators all right. Um, links to that page from relevant sources. And what that means is other people linking to your website. Where are links coming from? Do you just have your website out there and that's it? Or do other people link to your website? Does the wedding planner, you're on their um, preferred vendor list, do they have a link on their website that connects to your website? That's going to add relevancy. It's going to say, hey, you know, um, this is relevant for those same terms. It's also going to add authority and popularity. It's going to say, hey, other people like this too, enough to put a link on their website. This must be a good website for those terms. All right. So it's important to make sure that your, your website has links from relevant sources. And I'll tell you this. If you're paying for an SEO company, what they're doing is they're putting your link on a bunch of websites. And yeah, you'll get to the top of the listings really quick for month one, and then you'll slowly start to fall off. Because what happens is these Google bots will go through and they'll be like, oh my God, there's all of these people that are linking to this website now. That's so awesome. Um, 
and it gives you this big boost, but then it continues to crawl through and they're like, well, I mean, these, this isn't really relevant. Those, those topics don't really connect to one another. So you know what, actually this isn't a very good traffic source for when people are searching for Wichita bridal hairstylist. Okay. And that's how they scam you out of your money and why it continues to not work worse and worse and worse is because all they're doing is they are putting your links in a bunch of um, irrelevant places. If you want to boost links from relevant sources, bridal blogs. And this is why it's important to participate in styled shoots on a consistent basis, all right? And make sure that all of your website information is provided to photographers and wedding planners who are going to be submitting to these blogs. It's nice to see your photos listed, okay? Or see a wedding that you participated in and yeah, you did the hair and makeup, okay? I hate it when I see people, let me just a little side note here, who say, oh, I was featured in this blog. No, honey, you weren't featured unless the article is about you. You were not featured, okay? The bride and groom were featured. You just happened to do their hair or makeup. So please don't use confusing language like that to make yourself sound more important. You were not featured unless it is talking about the hair or the makeup, unless you are quoted in that article. You weren't featured. The bride whose hair and makeup you did was featured in this blog article. That is how you put it. Okay, so just a little nitpicky on verbiage kind of things for me here. But, um, you know, make sure that everybody has that. So when it gets submitted in the blog goes out and it is talking about the vendors and linking to the website... Those are links that are going back to your website and it's highly relevant because it's talking about brides in your area, okay? So that is how to build up relevant um, links from relevant sources, all right? And then the last thing that it really takes a look at is frequency of visits, that inbound traffic. How many people are coming to your website? Are you sending everybody to your Instagram and having a book through you that way, and you're not really sending anybody to your website because you're kind of embarrassed about it and it doesn't really do anything for you and let's just all forget a website exists. See how Google's gonna be all like, mm, that's not good, that's not good. I'm not sending anybody there. They don't even like their own website enough to promote it, okay? So if you don't have a lot of people coming to your website and looking at it, and it's, it's scary to think, but Google, is going to look at what those other people are searching for. Who are they clicking on? Um, what are they searching? And um, there's different algorithms that put together buyer behaviors that get sold. And there's cookies and there's you know Facebook um, pixels and uh, Google Analytics. There's all this other stuff that goes on behind the scenes that is really taking note of everything that we do online. And so if people who are looking for what you're offering are going to your website and then going away from it without going through your website, then Google's gonna be like, those aren't the kind of people that need to be sent to this website. So you're gonna get a lot of irrelevant traffic that happens to stumble upon you. How you do this um, for each individual page. Now, uh, you wanna make sure that you're optimizing your alt text for images. And what alt text means is 
a computer AI cannot look at a picture right now, okay? It doesn't look at a picture and say, oh, that's a pretty updo. And pretty is subjective. You can have a picture of an updo. It can be absolute trash. The computer doesn't have an opinion on the quality of artistic ability. Okay, so beautiful photos really don't mean shit. Okay, what is it a photo of? Bridal updo in Wichita, Kansas. That is what it's going to read. And it's going to say, okay, I can't see this photo, but there's alt text. There is text telling me what it is a picture of. So as a computer, it's going to index those words. Bridal, updo, Wichita, Kansas. And guess what? It's going to make your website sound more relevant to. A Google search for a bridal hairstylist in Wichita, Kansas. So make sure that all of your images on your website have an alt text. Use descriptive keywords for what people will be typing into the Google search to look for your services. Make sure those keywords are also on the page. You don't want to just have it in um, your alt text, but you want to talk in your pages about how you're a bridal hairstylist in Wichita, Kansas. Okay, you can have that in your headlines um, your, or your head, headings, I should say, um, in your about page, um, the names of your pages. Okay, um, your title tags, those are going to be um, the title of your page. For each page, you have your URL, okay, that is, you know, bridalhairstylist.com, that's your URL, okay, and then after that, your, your page name is going to have a slash, and then what the title of that specific page is. It's going to be your homepage, contact, about, FAQs pricing. Okay, so that is your URL. So make sure that you are using um, a title tag to tell that, okay, it says uh, pricing on here. So the title of your page is going to be price list for Wichita, Kansas bridal hairstylist. Okay, you're giving a description and summarizing in that little title what this page is about, okay? You're using your keywords, bridal, hairstylist, Wichita, Kansas, and then what this specific page of the website is about, it's about your pricing, okay? And then there's going to be um, your page description and each page you can go in and you can tell it what specific keywords belong to that website. Make sure that if you tell that um uh, the box and that that specific page has these keywords that they are also showing up in the alt text for the images and somewhere in the actual text written on the page or else it's going to say well you said this about bridal updos in Wichita Kansas but there's none of that anywhere on the actual page itself that's going to be a negative mark against you Okay, um, you also want to make sure that you're consistently adding or updating content Optimize the file names, okay? Not just alt text, all right? When you add an image to it, give it a file name that also says what it is. Don't just let it be, you know, what the file was when you downloaded it from the photographer's gallery, okay? It's going to have, like, the bride's last name and maybe the photographer's name and then, like, you know, DSC slash 004, 
That doesn't tell the Google bots anything. Rename that ship before you upload it to your website. Make sure that it's relevant to the keywords you want searched for your website. All of these things you're telling the computer and you're reinforcing bridal, hair saws, Wichita, Kansas. Okay. And obviously that's going to be different based on where you are and what you actually do. But the, the concept is still the same. We want to be telling a computer what our website is about. If we want to rank well on the Google listings so that when buyers are searching for the keywords, they're finding our website. So we're not just optimizing it for the buyer experience. Now we're optimizing it for the computer visibility portion of things. As of June 2021, 92% of internet searches happen on a Google property. That is through Safari, through a Google search on Google Chrome, all right, and any other Google-related apps and Google-owned apps. So 92% of internet searches. Guys, this is why it's so important to understand how the Google AI ranking system works and how to make it work for you for your website. Now, why it's so important to make sure that your website is also optimized for the buyer is because buyers prefer to go through the majority of the buying process on their own. They don't want to wait for contact from you with their price list. They don't want to feel like they're being sold to. When is the last time that you went car shopping and you immediately went and found the first salesperson that you could and you said, please sell me a car? No, you probably researched it online somewhere probably through a Google, you know, uh, search engine somewhere. You looked it up, you watched the commercials, you researched about it, you maybe read some consumer reports with buyer reviews, things like that. Then you went to the dealership and you want to look at the car first to see if, all right, this is about the size and the style and it's comfortable and I like the way the interior looks and all that kinds of stuff. You want to walk around and you want to look. Same thing going furniture shopping. You probably started somewhere along the process where you Googled something, got an idea of what you were looking for, and then you went to the store. When you walk around that store, they hang they hang right over your shoulder and they're watching everything that they do and they're just like a tiger that wants to pounce on you. How good does that make you feel as a consumer? Pisses me the fuck off, okay? I wanna tell them, go away. Look, I will find you when I need you. I need to look at things, see how I like it. I need to touch the textures. I need to look at the price. I need to know what I like before I can ask for your help as a, as a consumer. Okay, so people want to be able to research you and make their own determinations before they ever reach out and contact you. All right, we think that our pretty pictures are going to be enough. We think that the reviews are going to be enough or the referrals from all of these other wedding vendors and being featured in this blog and this and that and whatever. They help, but that is not them talking to us that's doing it. Okay, that is all of this digital footprint that's coming together to make a predetermined assumption on their part before they ever even talk to you. All right, otherwise, why on earth would you even bother having anything out there? You could be like in what my kids call the olden days, and you can just have people call you if the only way that they're going to get information is you have to tell them. That's, that's a waste of fucking time. All right, people don't want to shop that way. They want to know 
what they can beforehand. And if they're ready to move forward, then they'll reach out. All right. So that's why it's so essential to make sure that their questions are answered or at least guide them to the information that you want them to have prior to reaching out to you. 60% of people research a brand online before buying and 67% of buyers start with a broad web search. Okay, so those are just some hard statistics to reinforce these things that I'm telling you about why it's so important to make sure that your online, your digital footprint, as I call it, inside of Next Level Bridal Business, um, these things are supporting the buying process versus working against you. So that is today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you are looking for somebody to put eyes on your website and take a look through your website and how it connects to your social media, help you connect the dots, give you a checklist of exactly what to update and what to optimize on your page and how to do it. That is a service that I offer as a business coach. If you're interested, you can go to my website. The link is below in the description for today's episode. Okay. Um, so you can go in there, you can read about what I offer, and then you can go ahead and you can purchase it immediately online. You'll have um, a review of your website within two to three business days, depending on um, what day of the week it is and how many other um, website reviews I'm doing at the, at the time. But if you're looking for help with your website, it is something that I do. I go through and um, I will go page by page here. I would change this. This is too hard to read. Let's reword this. Let's make this headline a little bit better. Okay. I know how to go through and read um, that computer script. I know how to read source code and go through and be like, okay, these images need um, you know, your alt text submitted and you need to add, um, these things or whatever too. So it is a, a service that I offer. Um, it's about 250 bucks. Every once in a while, I'll run a special, a flash sale on it and I'll do it for less. But for the most part, it's about 250 bucks right now, um, in January of 2023. So thank you so much for listening today. I will see you back next week. Um, I have a new episode coming out on creating stories that sell on Instagram so that you can book more high quality brides for your business this year, next year, and every year after that you want to keep working. So thank you so much. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.